When we read the scriptures, together with you, I, I, I feel so blessed that God has given us his holy word. And I hope that you often take the Bible in your homes. Hope it, hopefully you don't have to blow the dust off it, that it's something that's used a lot. But to take the word of God and, and open it up and read it, and allow the Lord to speak into your life. And it's always surprising when we open the, the scriptures and we, we read them in the ways that God may touch us. There's often a special word, maybe a phrase, that is meant just for us on that given day. So as I was reading these scriptures for this Sunday, I was struck by a beautiful connection between the word in the prophet Isaiah and in St. Paul's letter to the Philippians. Years ago, there was someone who got up to read that letter um, and they, they read it saying, a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Filipinos. <laughs> you know, sometimes it just, it just doesn't come out right. You know, we've all had little blunders like that. But here's the, here's the connection that I want to read to you. First from the prophet Isaiah. Remember not the events of the past, the things of long ago consider not. See, I am doing something New. And now, St. Paul, I continue my pursuit in hope, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, continuing my pursuit toward the goal, the prize of the upward calling in Jesus Christ. God would love to help all of us to do what this teaching invites us to do, to leave the past behind. But God knows that this is precisely where you and I often struggle. When it comes to our sins of the past, and our failures, we have such a hard time letting go. And the devil, this is an area of our life where he continually tries to tempt us and get at us. And I want to read to you what I wrote down here because I wanted to make sure to get it all out there in a very clear way. Here's how the devil works in this area. Now, the devil is called in Scripture many things, but one of them is the accuser. And he wants to continue accusing us again and again and again for any sins and failures in our past. The devil, the accuser, tries to keep our past sins and failures 
before us in an accusatory way such that we never move beyond them and therefore thinking ourselves as nothing but a failure and that because of the past failures and sins the mess of the present situation is hopeless and beyond remedy that it's all our fault and it's all up to us to make it right and we know that's impossible and so we spend our lives beating ourselves up wallowing in guilt in self-loathing in shame in self-condemnation discouragement and despair and what does that result in it saps us of our energy and our strength and it robs us of hope of joy and peace and confidence in the present when we look at the gospels what do we see jesus takes all these people into his mercy regardless of what they've done he embraces all of it in his mercy and allows them to make a new beginning and to look to the future with hope and what god wants to shout to us this morning is that jesus christ is the future of hope for every single one of us here this morning but we have this tendency to label ourselves or other people and reduce their identity and their life to what they have done like the woman in the gospel who was caught in the act of adultery of course where was the man <laughs> how did he get off so easy but we want to keep we want to put a label on ourselves or on someone and keep them in a prison reduce their whole life to those failures and sins and not give them any hope of a new beginning this is why i love this moment in the life of st john paul ii he was before a whole stadium of young people and some of these dear young people had burdens on their hearts of things that they've done in the past that they've regretted maybe caving into peer pressure and making bad choices hurting other people wanting to undo certain things they've done and saint john paul ii spoke to them and he said you are not the sum total of your sins you are the sum total of god's love for you and that love is always able to come into the present in the beautiful form of mercy and to enable a person to make a new beginning let me give you two examples to really impress the point that god is making i can still see from time to time in my mind the faces of the people in my life that i have hurt whether in the distant past or in the recent past 
And sometimes when I forget this gospel principle, when I have a moment of spiritual amnesia, yes, I beat myself up. Even though I feel so blessed that that God has given me the grace to apologize to many of the people that I have hurt, it's not always possible, as we know, that I was able to make amends in some cases, and even in others to, to continue to work toward healing. But there is so much that I cannot do. I cannot heal those deep wounds in people's hearts. And so I love how God has taught me. When I think of these people and some of the messes that I've made in the past that I desire so much to make right in every, every way, that God has taught me that I can't go wrong in giving that to him. There are places in people's hearts that only God can reach. Only God can give us the grace to forgive another person if that is needed. Only God can give us the graces to work toward greater reconciliation and healing. But the best thing to do is to open our lives to Christ in the present and to give everything over to Christ and let God make right what we cannot. Another story. I met a woman who had seven children. And at at a certain point in the marriage, the husband left. He left her with seven children. She took to drinking. She left her faith. And her children were just getting lost all over the neighborhood, getting in all kinds of trouble. Years later, she had a beautiful conversion. She came back to the practice of her Catholic faith. But she was still concerned about her children. She did the best that she could as a mother, but she was also painfully aware that she failed in various ways and made a lot of mistakes. And so as she was now concerned about the direction that the lives of her children were now taking, she realized that she was actually driving them further away by the constant nagging by this effort to try to push them toward God and the things of faith. And then one day, God spoke to her in her time of prayer and said about her children, get off their backs. I will bring them back. This gave her so much peace. And so she started to do what we're talking about here today. She started just entrusting the past and that mess that she contributed to, to just give that to God, to surrender her children over to the Lord and to trust God with making things right. 
And little by little, she started to watch how God fulfilled his promise. When we do this, it doesn't mean that it will be easy. It doesn't mean that things will will get better right away. But it means that we give space for God to work. We allow God to do what God loves to do, which is to work in people's lives in little and great ways, in hidden and overt ways, to bring them back to him. And she got to live long enough to see God do that with some of her children. And it is certain that God is continuing to do that for the rest. If God could do that in my life, heal the wounds that other people have made, to help me to forgive those that hurt me, even those that don't even realize what they did, if God could help me make this new beginning, God can do this for anyone because I'm nothing special. My dear friends, this is an altar, and this altar is always inviting. God would love it if we would just pile this altar high with any regrets of the past. If there are any failures or sins, and probably sins that we've already confessed. You know, uh, just a little side note here. I always love that line from Corey Tinboom when she talks about our past sins and God, how he forgives. She reminds us that when God forgives, the Bible says that he takes those sins and he puts them in the deepest ocean. And then in her humorous way, she says, And then he puts a sign there saying, no fishing allowed. But what do we do? We go fishing and we drag them back up and we beat ourselves up again. We do this so much and then we doubt that we've been forgiven. The good news is that we can be totally, completely forgiven for anything that we've done. And that in the effects of those failures, Jesus Christ is the hope, the future of hope, to make this right in the areas that we cannot. This is what we need to bring to the altar today. If you and I have done anything, if there is any people that we have hurt, where there are still things that need to be mended and healed, Let's put that in the hands of God. Let's put that on this altar so that we can leave here in hope, knowing that God is going to fulfill his part. He's going to do what we cannot. He's going to be God and fill our lives with new beginnings and of those that we love. Let us trust God with this. Amen?